the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 23rd of November, let's begin with updates from the city. The Karnataka government, led by Energy Minister K.J. George, has decided to waive arrears worth Rs. 389 crores for beneficiaries of Kutira Bhagya, Bhagya Jyoti and Amruta Jyoti schemes. The government merged these schemes into Gruha Jyoti. Additionally, tenders for 750 MW solar substations have been initiated with a fixed rate of Rs. 3.17 per unit by the Karnataka Electricity Regulatory Commission. In other headlines, Karnataka's legislative delegation led by Assembly Speaker U.T. Khadar Farid visited the Uttar Pradesh Legislative Assembly to observe the implementation of the national e-vidan application aiming to make the Assembly paperless. Discussions in a light-hearted manner between UP Speaker Satish Mahana and Khadar prompted this visit. They bantered about what Assembly was superior, leading to the decision for Karnataka's delegation to explore UP's Assembly functioning. Mahana expressed the likelihood of another visit from Karnataka. In some more news, Deputy CM DK Shivkumar dismissed HD Kumaraswamy's claim of showing adult films, branding it baseless and ridicule-worthy. Shivkumar challenged Kumaraswamy to prove his allegations, stating his readiness to retire if found guilty. He also criticised BJP's drought tour, urging increased MGNREGA days for genuine aid and highlighted the government's action on electrocution incidents in Bengaluru. Up next, the Karnataka government appointed senior IAS officer Rajneesh Goel as the upcoming chief secretary succeeding Vandita Sharma, who retires on November 30th. Goel, age 59, a 1986 batch officer, holds the additional chief secretary role for the chief minister and the home department. Goel, known for his gentle demeanour, has held various significant roles in his 37-year career, including BBMP commissioner. His wife, Shalini Rajneesh, is also a senior IAS officer from the 1989 batch. Now on to other news. The Bengaluru police urge PG owners to voluntarily input tenant details on a designated web portal to bolster security measures and monitor residents in the city's accommodations. With approximately 5,000 PGs housing over 450,000 individuals, particularly in IT-centric areas, Police Commissioner B. Dayananda stated that the initiative isn't obligatory but assists owners and law enforcement starting as a pilot project in Martha Halli. The rise in PGs lacks proper oversight, leading to concerns raised by BBMP. Moving on, the Richmond Circle flyover recently gained notice for murals portraying 10 cricket legends from Karnataka, including Rahul Dravid and Anil Kumble. Executed by India Rising Trust and BBMP under the brand Bengaluru Initiative, the murals aim to celebrate local sports. Termed Krida Junction, the theme honours the city's key sporting venues and schools hosting prominent tournaments, highlighting a lack of organised local identity displays in public spaces previously adorned with posters. Meanwhile, the Karnataka School Examination and Assessment Board have opted to exclude the year or batch on answer booklets starting this year. This step aims to prevent the wastage of unused answer paper scripts by enabling their use in subsequent exams. Additionally, it aligns with the board's plan for a standardised answer booklet for second PU and class 10 exams. The space meant for year or batch atop the answer scripts will remain blank, with students required to fill in the year alongside their role or registration number. On a different note, the State Health Department is observing World AMR Awareness Week until November 24th to educate the public on antimicrobial resistance and its threat to global health. Sessions in Bengaluru highlighted AMR's development when microorganisms resist drugs, weakening standard treatments. Experts emphasized how AMR not only affects common infections but also complicates medical procedures like surgeries and transplants. 
Health Minister Dinesh Gunduraw stressed responsible antibiotic use, urging pharmacists not to dispense them without proper prescriptions. National news. Moving on to the national news, Union Minister Smriti Irani commended PM Narendra Modi's monthly Man Ki Baat program during her new weekly radio show on Akashwani, highlighting its focus on community-related efforts beyond policy matters. She emphasized its impact on diverse aspects, particularly gender issues. Irani's show, Nai Soch, Nai Kahani, aims to amplify the voices of beneficiaries of government schemes, shedding light on their struggles and intending to create awareness about various beneficial schemes spanning 13 areas. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court cautioned the National Company Law Tribunal against routinely ordering the re-evaluation of a corporate debtor's assets emphasizing such direction should only occur in exceptional circumstances due to the tribunal's limited powers. Justices Vikram Nath and Asanuddin Amanullah noted that the NCLT's revaluation orders impede swift resolution and should be issued only with cogent reasons. The court stressed the NCLT's authority strictly within the court's boundaries. In more news, Bihar's government officially raised caste-based reservations in education and government employment from 50 to 65%, aligning with a few states like Tamil Nadu surpassing the 50% quota. Governor Rajendra Vishwanath Arlekar's assent to two bills enable this change, potentially shaping the upcoming general elections. Chief Minister Nitish Kumar highlighted the need for increased assistance based on a caste-based survey aiming to aid marginalized communities in achieving constitutional equality. Shifting our focus, India conducted the second trial of its indigenous naval anti-ship missile, a joint effort by DRDO and the Indian Navy, following the initial tests in May last year. The video shared on X showcased the missile launch from the Sea King 42B helicopter. The missile, NASMSR, integrates advanced technologies and a guidance system, demonstrating progress towards self-reliance in missile technology. Additionally, preparations are underway for the inaugural trial of a new long-range anti-ship missile by DRDO. In a general weather update for the country, the IMD issued an orange alert for Kerala and Tamil Nadu, expecting heavy rainfall for the next three days. An orange alert was also projected for Andhra Pradesh anticipating thunderstorms. Kerala, Mahe, Tamil Nadu, Puducherry and Karaikal are expected to experience heavy to very heavy rainfall till 25th November as per IMD's weather forecast on X. Multiple districts in Tamil Nadu including Kanyakumari and Tirunelveli might witness heavy rainfall. International news. Turning our attention to international news, Israel and Hamas agreed on a ceasefire, marking the first pause in the ongoing conflict since October. Israel pledged a four-day halt in bombardment in exchange for the release of 50 hostages by Hamas. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu stated the war wouldn't end until Hamas is eradicated and all hostages freed. Qatar mediated the deal, credited partly to US President Joe Biden's involvement in more hostages and fewer concessions. In ongoing news, the U.S. conducted precision strikes on two Iraq facilities in retaliation to the recent attacks on U.S. and coalition forces by Iran and its proxies. The strikes aimed at Iranian-backed groups were a direct response to an attack involving close-range ballistic missiles on November 21st in Iraq. The strikes reportedly hit a vehicle of a pro-Iranian group in a convoy near Baghdad. In a recent development, South African lawmakers passed a motion to close the Israeli embassy and sever diplomatic ties with Israel in the backdrop of the BRICS virtual meeting held recently. With 248 members in support, the motion proposed by the economic freedom fighters gained traction amid President Cyril Ramaphosa's accusation of Israeli genocide in Gaza. Israel recalled its ambassador in response. South Africa, labelling Israel's actions as war crimes, referred the issue to the International Criminal Court. 
In some other news, King Charles III hosted South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol and his wife at Buckingham Palace in London for a state visit aimed at strengthening trade and defence ties. The UK government sees this three-day visit as pivotal in reinforcing an Indo-Pacific tilt in its foreign policy. At the sumptuous banquet, Charles commended South Korea's progress and recognized K-pop group Blackpink for advocating environmental sustainability. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. RBI Governor Shaktikanta Das warned India remains susceptible to food price shocks despite recent inflation moderation. He highlighted this risk at a bankers' conference, stressing the RBI's vigilant stance against inflation sources, particularly food price volatilities due to extreme weather events. Das has repeated alerts emphasizing active disinflationary measures aimed to align inflation with the target while supporting growth. In more business news, the Enforcement Directorate issued show-cause notices to EdTech giant Think and Learn Private Limited and Baiju Ravindran, alleging 9,362.35 crore rupees violation under FEMA 1999. Baiju's refuted claims of receiving the notice. The ED's action followed searches earlier in April with the alleged seizure of incriminating documents. Baiju's is under scrutiny for not auditing accounts since 2020-2021, as per ED's statement. Next up, in some tech news, Sunbird, the partner for Nothing's iMessage chat app for Android, temporarily closed its messaging platform due to security concerns. Users receive notifications stating Sunbird's pause in service while they investigate the reported security issues. Nothing Chat's withdrawal from the Play Store and Sunbird shutdown followed revelations about Sunbird's access to public messages and attachments, contradicting its claim of end-to-end encryption. Nothing Phone 2 users await service restoration. Moving on, Binance's founder, CEO Chang Pen Zhao, admitted guilt to a felony charge of neglecting anti-money laundering measures settling with the US government for over $4 billion. Zhao pleaded guilty in Seattle's federal court while Binance, a Cayman Islands company, faced scrutiny. This follows allegations of fund diversion and impropriety in asset management involving billions of dollars, reminiscent of FTX's collapse last year. In market news for today, the Sensex rose by 101.77 points, marking a 0.15% increase, reaching 66,032.54. Simultaneously, the Nifty climbed by 30.40 points, also a 0.15% rise, to reach 19,813.80. Among the stocks traded, 1,359 showed gains, 1,810 experienced declines, and 93 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee marginally strengthened today due to inflows related to IPO. The US dollar rebounded following a somewhat hawkish stance from the FOMC. Entertainment News Over to news from the entertainment world, actor Karthik Aryan has officially signed a new film with Dharma Productions and Balaji Motion Pictures, announced on his 33rd birthday. Filmmaker Karan Johar expressing excitement confirmed the collaboration on Instagram. The film, directed by Sandeep Modi, is set for release on August 15, 2025. This follows Dostana 2 shelving Karthik's initial project with Dharma due to undisclosed on-set conflicts. In news from Hollywood, Susan Sarandon, an Academy Award-winning veteran actress, faced termination by the Hollywood agency UTA following her anti-Semitic remarks and criticism of American Jewish sentiments. Her pro-Palestinian stance and statements against Jewish communities triggered an intense backlash prompting UTA to sever ties due to her disruptive opinions on the Israel-Hamas conflict, despite her long-term association since 2014. The actress still has a few films in her catalogue, some of which have already completed post-production. 
Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, actor Mansoor Ali Khan faces a fresh development in his controversy with actor Trisha Krishnan. The Tamil Nadu police have booked him under sections 354A for sexual harassment and 509 outraging modesty of a woman of the Indian Penal Code as directed by the National Commission for Women. Despite the backlash, Mansoor refused to apologize during a press conference defending his statement about Trisha. Spooler Sports In sports news, the ICC announced a significant new policy barring cricketers who have undergone male puberty from international women's cricket irrespective of surgery or gender reassignment. Emphasizing integrity, safety, fairness and inclusion, the decision aims to safeguard the women's game. The change rooted in Olympic guidelines due to cricket's inclusion in 2028 mirrors similar measures taken by world athletics in track and field events. In more sports updates, fans eagerly anticipated Lionel Messi's potential last match in Brazil, only to witness Argentina's Nicolas Otamendi score the sole goal amid fan brawls, leading to a 1-0 victory. Argentina's triumph marked Brazil's first home loss ever in World Cup qualifying, extending Brazil's string of losses. Despite the tension, Messi's departure and the pre-match violence, Argentina secured a historic win at the Maracana, topping South American qualifying. Wrapping up sports news, Pankaj Advani clinched his 26th IBSF World Billiards Championship, staging a remarkable comeback against Saurav Kothari. Trailing initially, Advani overcame the 26-180 deficit, eventually dominating the match with breaks, including a high-scoring 2-14. He sealed victory with a 1,416 scoreline. Kothari citing fatigue couldn't maintain his lead. Advani praised consistency in bagging titles for India, readying for the next 150-up format championship without pause. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an enchanting musical event featuring Ashwini Kaushik in an orchestral series tribute to Maestro Ilya Raja and his compositions, performing live at the prestigious Sri Hari Kode Centre for Performing Arts on the 25th of November at 6:30 p.m. Catch popular comic Gaurav Kapoor as he headlines his latest stand-up special Chaman Chatora performing live at the Good Shepherd Auditorium Richmond Town on the 25th of November at 7 p.m. Join a beginners dance class with the exclusive contemporary dance and composition workshop conducted by ace choreographers at the Shunya Mari Lalbagh Main Road on the 25th and 26th of November at 11 a.m. Interested in tarot cards? Here's something for you. Join an exclusive tarot card workshop and learn to read them from experts happening at the Small World Estibet Koramangala on the 25th of November at 3 p.m. You can also catch the insanely funny Rajeshekar Mamidana in his latest outing, performing live at the Mother Take Auditorium Ashok Nagar on the 26th of November at 5:30 p.m. Bengaluru weather. And finally the weather in Bengaluru Bengaluru expects rainy spells thunderstorms and lightning during the afternoon with minimal precipitation temperatures will reach a moderately hot 27 degrees celsius dropping to a pleasant 20 degrees celsius the maximum heat index is forecasted at 29 degrees celsius aligning with a typical november high of 27 degrees celsius for the day that's all for now on the bengaluru commute podcast for today i'm anupama rajaratnam If you enjoyed this episode please do follow the Bengaluru Commute podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well it helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it even better if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast share it with them make your commute truly extraordinary the Bengaluru Commute podcast skill is now available on Alexa all you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app 
and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast.